RadioInfluence.com. I've been gone for a couple of weeks, and and believe me, nobody is happier to be back than I am. It's DJ Contempus, most connected DJ. Uh, we call this thing the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast. One part learning platform, one part inspiration, and all things the culture. That means if it goes on around the culture, it may happen here on the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast, right? So, um... Let me just run through the news real quick, and then I will get this lovely young lady who I have sitting here on because I really have some things that I want to talk to her. And and um, I, I think I finally got a name for this, Jason, too. It is called News with a Blur, which means I may or may not give this some light, right? Um, I may or may not. I'm not even sure. Um, first of all, though, on a serious note, I want to send my condolences and my prayers out to those affected by yet another school shooting out in Oxford, Michigan. Um, I think we have four students that have passed away now and a lot of inju- injuries and all sorts of probably things mentally that are bothering people. But I do have a couple of questions about that before I just let that one glide by. The parents were at the school for a school meeting the day before and the day of. And the kid had made a post saying Look at my new toy, which was a a gun, a semi-automatic pistol. And no one thought to check this kid's backpack while he was at school. Like nobody, like it, like it passed through administration, his parents, nobody thought that maybe we should check this kid's pack, backpack while he's at school. So we are dealing with yet another school shooting. So not to make light of the situation, but I want to send uh, my prayers and condolences out there. Also too, Um, Something else that has happened since the last time I was here, we have lost yet another hip hop, dare I say it, superstar. Young Dolph has passed away. And the crazy thing about the Young Dolph thing is I'm not sure what Young Dolph may or may not have done. And for those of you who may not know about this space, Young Dolph is a big independent rapper out of Memphis, Tennessee, who kind of does things his own way. But there have been not one, not two, but just in major news this was the third attempt on his life, and this time they actually got him. There was one in L.A. where they caught him, and he wound up in critical condition, but he didn't die. There was something that happened in Charlotte, and there were like a 100 shots shot at his vehicle, but his vehicle happened to be bulletproof, and he made it out of that one. And this time he was back in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, in a cookie store that he had just the week before shouted out and told them how good his, the cookies were, that he goes there often, and that is where he lost his life at. And I think the crazy thing about the news about this story, too, is, and maybe I'm the only person looking for these facts, they have yet to come out and say how many times that young Dolph was actually shot, which kind of is amazing to me, which means that he must have got hit a lot of times. Because you see the two dudes that are shooting in these stills um, that have been put out, and one's got a semi-automatic machine gun, an automatic machine gun or something like that, and the other kid's got definitely an automatic pistol. So, um Hopefully we get that crime solved. And um, the next thing is uh, Chris Cuomo from uh, HLN, CNN, whatever company he works for. He is suspended indefinitely for something that I think almost anybody would have done. I don't even know how they thought he wasn't doing this, but involved with his brother's crime, whatever his brother, who was the governor of New York, got going on, Andrew Cuomo. I thought it was cool because I I thought it was not cool, but I thought it was crazy because I watch the news religiously and every night I see Chris Cuomo on and he addresses everything that everybody else does bad or that they're involved in and he wouldn't touch that thing with his brother which I can kind of respect but he never touched it right and then he said he wasn't involved in it and now all sorts of text messages are out 
and he is deeper involved than he ever wanted to admit. So he's been suspended by CNN. And that, my friends, is my news with a blur, because what I want to get into today, I got a couple of things going on. Got a special guest coming on later in the uh, in the pod. And I invited this young lady here because she is super special to me because she is the definition of black girl magic. I love her to death. My girl, Audrey Townsell of Calix, which is her own company. And I'll just let you tell it. What is it that you do for a living that I would want you here for today? Or I just like to talk to you, honestly. But, you know, I just love for you to talk about your professionalism first. So what is it that you do for a living? Well, well, thank you for inviting me. Um, I am a clinical, a licensed clinical psychologist here in Memphis, um, where I provide um, individual family um, services to people who want healing. Um, and so I support them on their journey of healing. Um, I'm also a consultant. Um, I help organizations kind of develop mental health programs, kind of enhance their mental health programs that they already have. So basically, you know, I, I try to move forward the the mental health initiative in my community. Gotcha. Now, let me tie it all together for everybody rocking with us here at the Hip Hop Study Hall podcast. I brought you here today because something happened back in November and it is very much hip hop related. It played out on Instagram Live. Um, the baby and Danny Lay. Right. And for those of you who don't know, you've been living under a rock because the baby may be. He's definitely top five biggest hip hop stars in the last two years, right? He's got all kinds of hits, all kinds of things going on. And most recently, of course, other than this incident with Danny Lay, his latest baby mama, um, as they say, you know, out there in the, you know, in the, well, they just say it in the space, you know, period. He um, was canceled per se because of some comments at Rolling Loud, which we've discussed here at the pod before. Um, and to me, the baby has always just been the baby. Doesn't make him right or wrong. Doesn't mean that I agree with him. But from day one, and I have stated this over and over again, the baby has been the baby from day one. And even I will say this, every third record, maybe fourth, the baby tells me as a black man what he will do to me if, he, if I try him. That he will do me the same way that he did that gentleman, dare I say, in Walmart that tried him just before he blew up. Right? Then we have Danny Lay on the flip side of that. And for those of you who don't know who Danny Lay is, Danny Lay is actually a recording artist in her own right. She signed to Def Jam Records, been signed since like 2017. And her first official big break came, get this, from directing a Prince video called Breakfast Can Wait. Now, I didn't even know that part, but she was 18 years old when she did that. And she's listed as singer, songwriter, choreographer, um, all those things. And some of her biggest hits are she's got a song called Little Baby that has gone platinum. And she's got a remix to her song Easy with Chris Brown, a.k.a. Breezy. That's like three times platinum. So she's kind of like moving the needle in her own right digitally. I'm not saying I'm a super big fan, but... Nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? I know that she's actually working on her own. Um, over time, um, it started to appear that her and the baby were dating uh, via social media. We started getting all these pictures, this, that, and the other. And then next thing you know, um, for those of you who didn't know, the baby put out a really dope video called Bop. And it was like choreographed, all this kind of dope stuff. It was outside. It looked like it looked like a, a musical adaptation, dare I say, of his song. And I didn't know then that Danny Lay had actually choreographed all the dancing in that. And it was a pretty dope video. One of the, one of his dopest, I thought it wasn't the typical, you know what I'm saying? Like guys smoking this, that, and the other. It was a really dope video to me. And I liked the song. She directed that. Then next thing you know, um, 
he had a video called Masterpiece. And it was all kinds of stuff about what his chick meant to him. And she was like the star in it. She was in it with him the whole time. So, you know, they was dating. And then all of a sudden it started to hit the Internet that is Danny Lay pregnant. And I don't really chase Internet rumors. I just watch from afar. And it turns out she was actually pregnant. And it turns out that the baby is actually the father of her child. Baby was born on August 11th. Again, I don't follow these things that closely, but all of a sudden, mid-November, Instagram Live starts to happen. And it's the baby. And the baby is pretty much talking about he's defending himself. He he really, and, 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 and again, without playing the sound, because we've all seen it, um, he really said his thing was he was going live because he wanted that documentation that she had put her hands on him, that sort of thing, and that these things were going on. But within that, all these other things start to happen, right? He starts to literally say, you were never my girl. You were always a side chick, which could possibly be the most disrespectful thing you could say to his audience about her, considering she's laying there in his house. She just had his kid three months ago. That's what he said to her. Like, he, didn't, I'm not making this up. That's what he said to her. In the process of that, she does her own live. And she's talking about he called the cops on her. But somewhere in her explanation of that within the next 24 hours, she comes out and says. The reason he was so upset is because and again, I don't know this. These are some of the loose facts that are flying around is that he wanted to continue to let go in her, a.k.a. Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, he wanted to keep coming in her all willy nilly. With no with no responsibility. And apparently there was a plan B delivered to the house. And that's what started everything. Now, Audrey, I, I wanted to bring you here because in talking about this to a few female friends that I have, they were telling me things like you could clearly see. First of all, she just had the baby. Women go through a lot of things like postpartum depression post uh, and make sure I'm saying this right, because I'm, I'm not a woman. Again, I, I like to use this platform to learn right with all these things going on that. There's just so much that she was going through, even just being a woman that just had a kid. Can you address like what you saw and and maybe t- to that point? Right. So first, I need to say this because I am a licensed psychologist. Neither one of these individuals are my clients, are my patients. I, do, I don't know them. I do not provide services for them. So anything I'm saying, I'm saying because I get it from social media as everyone is. Right. Um, so there there appears to have been um after watching her videos that she was definitely um distressed it appeared that she could possibly be going through um an episode of postpartum depression which is so underdiagnosed in in our communities um because we're so focused on being a good mom taking care of the baby that we really don't um take time for ourselves and I can say this as a survivor well I don't want to say survivor but I but I was diagnosed with postpartum depression as well so I definitely can understand how even as a psychologist that it can go uh, undiagnosed but you still have to function right so definitely see signs of that um but not only that after you have a baby your hormones are all over the place right and being a single mom of a of a, a co-parent that you're not in a relationship with, probably you're thinking about trying to maintain the relationship so you can have a family structure for your child 
in addition to still being a new mom, dealing with your hormones and taking care of a child. Right. So in this episode, like one of those, you know, legs of that stool fell apart when, when we're talking about her stability and this relationship that she thought she had kind of fell apart. Not only did it fall apart, but it fell apart for the world to see. Right. Right. And so that probably exacerbated what she was already feeling emotionally and added another element, you know, of, of emotional chaos that she had to deal with. Right. And, 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 and that I think is one of the things that I think that they both were just totally wrong. And I think that's a, that's a big issue that we're having with this generation, right? Is we are now not even dealing with each other properly. And then we invite the world in. And I don't care who you are. People can always talk about, I don't care what nobody say. When you're staring at that screen, no matter how big you are, and you just start seeing them comments come, and people are saying any and everything, and they're not even doing what you did. How you said it at first was like, look, they're not exactly my client. I saw this, what everybody else saw. This is kind of what I kind of see. These people just be attacking. They just be like, I know, I know. It's her fault. It's this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? And I think, First of all, like you said, starting out, that to me was where everything just kind of went downhill. You know, um, is it in your experience, is there a true recovery from that, from 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 things like that, like that type of. And I would say he may be embarrassed. I don't think he'll ever actually admit it, per se, because just who, who the baby is. But I know there's no way she was not totally embarrassed by the whole, especially when he went into the part of you're not my girl. <laughs> she was embarrassed you know she's in and i've heard you know other podcasts where she kind of had other lives or commented that she was broken and you know so i mean you can only imagine a new mom being put out you know having the police call and being the person who just had their child is calling you a side chick like that's so disrespectful and not only that is extremely hurtful because it, it's obvious that the two had two different views of the same relationship. It right. sounds like she was probably all in thinking if it was it was a solid relationship. Maybe he made her feel that way, but it's obvious that he didn't share that, you know, those same sentiments. No. Um oh, go ahead, go ahead. But can they recover? What in what sense do you mean can they recover? Um I don't know. I think when I first asked the question, I was like totally recover and become like, you know, what I guess she must have thought that they were, but um, I guess now the question is like, period, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I know he's, he's come on there and said, no matter what goes on, he has to be a father to his Queens, right. To his, to his daughter that he already had and to her. So he keeps wanting to put out there that when all else fails though, he's going to be a dad. You understand what I'm saying? So do you, do you think that, I mean, I guess anything's possible that they can create a, 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 a cohesive and stable co-parenting situation. Right. Right. Um, like you said, anything is possible. There would be a lot of maturing that has to be done on both ends for a relationship to work. Um, a lot of honesty and a lot of trust building, it sounds like, if, if we're talking about a relationship. But also, even if the co-parenting relationship has to work, there, there still needs to be a lot of work done there, um, especially maturing, because the two individuals we need to put themselves aside to focus on what's best for our child, you know? Right. Danny Lay would have to deal with her emotions and feelings about what he's done to her as a woman so that she can now see him as a, a, a co-parent and the father of her child and allow him to be 
a father. And same for him. He would have to put his feelings aside in regard or compartmentalize his feelings about Danny Lay as his side chick, according to him, and focus on this is the mother of my child and how can we raise this child in a cohesive environment that will be healthy for, for the child. But I think a lot of damage control has to be done first because what they did is, unfortunately, it's going to live on the internet forever, right? Right. And that child is going to see that. And I'm sure they have some questions. If not, you know, friends, the child's friends may see it and have some questions. So they, they will definitely eventually have to address those issues. Let me let me ask you this, because a lot of people that I a lot of like I said, a lot of females I spoke to about this and and I don't I don't want to be I guess the term is a miss, you know, because um I was talking to to Tony, which you, you you've met Tony before. Tony is like super important to me. Right. And we were talking about this and and she almost was firing at me like I was there and I was like, Tony, I wasn't there. I'm not saying that the baby was right. You know what I'm saying? And, and one of the things I want to ask you as as someone who, like I said, being in your profession, I'm not sure maybe a lot, but I'm sure at least once or twice you've had to deal with, you know, the office, the law being called or that sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. With all the things that are going on, the baby obviously felt that he needed to go live on the one hand to get this incident documented, because that's what we feel nowadays. We have to film everything in order to save ourselves. Right. And then he was saying that. She I, I didn't see this in the video that I saw that he she put her hands on him, that sort of thing. That's why he was calling the cops, because she wouldn't just get out, which is three o'clock in the morning. So that part right there is kind of like crazy, too. Do you think. A man calling the police, um, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't even know how to ask the question, per se, because it was just it was just a lot going on in the video. You know what I'm saying? And he had his his reasons for why he was doing things. But it also seemed like, too, like as he was doing them, even though it seemed like he was trying to be safe and do the right thing, he was almost like antagonizing at the same time. Oh, absolutely. He was from what I saw, it appeared that he was gaslighting 100 um, percent. But, you know, I'm not opposed to men calling the police um, to keep themselves safe um, and to, you know, avoid having a situation escalate. Right. What I am opposed to is the documentation of the event. If he wanted it documented, he could have documented that situation without putting it on social media. Without going right. live, right? Yeah, he could have done right. it without right. going live. Your camera works on record mode without hitting <laughs> live on Instagram. So, right. you know, I think I understand what he says the purpose was, but I'm not sure if, you know, I agree with that being the only method to document the situation. To right. When you see people that are in these rooms, though, that kind of are just standing there. Do they have a, do are they partly responsible to, you know, because like we just we just recently this is a totally another subject. We have the the baseball player that that played for the Atlanta Braves. Right. And, and the video, I think this happened like as last season was ending, but the video has just come out today that when the cops were actually walking into the house, he's actually choking his wife. But there's another whole guy standing there. And a lot of the comments were, yeah, yeah, um, it's the guy standing there not defending her or not doing nothing for me. It's the guy standing there letting it happen for me. You know, and I thought about that, too. Like, even if it was my brother, be like, bro, you got to chill, bro. Come on, bro. Like, we just kind of got to we kind of got to chill, separate everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? But to just stand there as a as a man and I'm watching even in, in, in the baby videos there and not. The, and one thing I give the baby 
none of the videos did I see him get up and put any type of hands on her or nothing like that. So I commend him for whatever was going on. He held his cool with that. He was like, yo, like I'm that's not what I'm into doing that or whatever. But I watched people in the room that was getting the camera put on them and they either were standing there with their camera or they would just have a smirk. It's like nobody else in the room has a right mind either of how to how to tone this situation down. Right, right, right. You know, I'm a strong believer that if there's someone that you truly care about, we have a moral responsibility to kind of intervene when they're going down the wrong path. You know, whether they accept it or not, you know, I think just even words of redirection, right. you know, would, would have helped in that situation possibly. But I think when you're talking about someone who is famous, um, someone who po- possibly, you know, supports your livelihood is, you know, signing your checks, you know, some people feel that it's, you know, it's not their place to intervene. Or, um, you know what, you know what, I know you don't want to say it, but I'll say it too. I'll say it for you. They don't want to get their ass thrown out the entourage. That's what it is. They, Cause look, don't make me bring up all those people that were around R. Kelly that knew, that knew he was wrong and nobody said nothing. Now they on the documentary talking about, well, you know, I'm the one that changed the age on Aaliyah's, uh, on Aaliyah's birth certificate. Bruh, you should be in jail. But back to what you, I'm sorry. You, you, uh, I'll go ahead and say it for you. They know. Since you put it out there, and I'm just putting um, it up on my end, but, um, <laughs> but but what but what some people prefer to set to that lifestyle versus doing the right thing. You know, they they don't have any loyalty to Danny Lay, but the fact is that she's the new mom and she's a woman. I think for me, my loyalty would have been, you know. This is a woman that you're trying to put out with your child at three in the morning. Right. You know, let's let's chill out and talk about this in the morning. You go here, you you go there. I will help intervene and try to get her somewhere to stay if that's that's the final decision that you want to make. But like but like we just said, there's a lot of people who would prefer just to have like a tail end of that lifestyle versus, you know, what is the ethical and the moral thing that needs to be done in this situation? Man, let me tell you something. I need to keep my Instagram lit when them bottles is coming to VIP at that after party. I need to be backstage at Rolling Loud. I don't, hey, long as the baby, hey, long as, hey, baby, don't put me in them videos, bro. But when you on stage, though, I need to be up there because, you know, what you don't want, that's for me, baby. That's for me, the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, like I said, I, I appreciate your insight on this situation. It's just, it's just a wild thing to me. And, and what, what the reason that I wanted to take, take this, this, this approach to it too, is because I, I still think that we need, it's a lot of fixing that needs to happen in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And in this culture, you know what I'm saying? And, and one of the big things has always been how we treat the females that are involved in this culture. You know, and for the longest time, it's been accepted. It's been, oh, yeah, you know, that's just what we do. It can't continue to be what we do, especially to me when you got a brand new life out here that's depending on the both of you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and it just ain't about money. You know, they, they got plenty of baby got plenty of money. You know, and he I mean, and like you and I'm sure you know that your mom and, you know, support comes in way more different ways than just money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I can say. I have probably the best co-parent that I could have ever dreamed of. And, you know, when I have a, a, a show that I have to do out of town or a meeting somewhere else, you know, I, him showing up and saying, I'll take them, I'll come and get them, I'll help you, I'll switch weeds. 
that's way anything monetary that he can provide. But again, everyone's different. Like that's just important to me to have that type of support. But for other people, the monetary support is, you know, equally as important. But I will say this as far as, you know, the hip hop culture and the toxic masculinity. Um, When women start to appreciate themselves more, when they start to set boundaries, when they start to, and I'm going to say, when we, when we start to kind of draw a line in the sand and say what we will not accept, and we do that collectively, um, I think that the treatment to women individually will start to change. And by no means am I saying one particular woman or Danny Lay needs to set boundaries, but I will tell you that takes a lot of healing, a lot of uncovering what wounds from your past that you may have that make you feel like you um, have to accept that type of treatment from any particular person, not not just a man, but and even to put your morals and aside to because someone has money, right? You know, so that that takes that takes some some introspection, some healing for all women to do that and be able to to feel comfortable doing that. There's another piece to this that that I was gonna let slide, but I I want to get your thoughts on this too. Um, When Danny Lee came into this situation, right, you know, the baby has a, and I, I swear I hate this term, a baby mama or a mother of his, a mother of his, a mother of his, of his first daughter, right? Like, and she's of a more brown skin complexion. So before all of this happened, before she had even had the baby, she had dropped this song called Yellowbone. And there was a bunch of controversy because there was a line in it talking about he know what he want or something like that, um, you know, um, about the baby. And it was, you know, really talking about that he want, you know, a yellow bone or whatever. And she caught a lot of flack on online for that. Um, I'm trying to find this line that she had said. Um, um, but anyway, she had, she had said this. She had she had, had this song. Um and basically she got accused of uh, promoting colorism, you know what I'm saying? Because she's of a lighter complexion. Um, and one thing I did see in a lot of the comments, you know, when this whole thing started to go down, it was a lot of women in the comments. Like, I guess she see now yellow bone ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they couldn't wait for that moment to tell her what they really thought you know, about her, about, you know, looking right past what was actually going on. And like you said, as a woman first being like, yo, let's get out of this situation first. We'll address this other craziness, but let's get out of this situation. Do you see that? As, and, and and I think maybe it's just me. The keyboard is a major problem because, you know, we're all out here to me. And I say we just because I'm in it. Right. Searching for likes and acceptance from people that we don't even know. Right. right? And I don't care who you are. Like I said, you see those comments unless you got them turned off. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Danny Lay saw all of that. And these people, they couldn't wait. They can't wait to see you fall or see you get punched in the mouth. Right. Be like, oh, remember a month ago, it was all about yellow bone. I guess it ain't because the baby didn't told you you the side chick. Yellow bone. Where is that? Dude, what can I get your thoughts on that? Like. Right. You know, first of all, I've never heard the song. I, like, literally, I've never heard of any of these people. <laughs> I don't know them, you know, they're, they're a piece of work. But I did hear the, um, talked about this Yellow Bone song, never heard it. 
But, um, you know, I think you have to be tone deaf to even think that a song like that would, you know, be appropriate in this day and age when there's so much going on in our community. Right. Um, Especially with us kind of dealing with uh, racism and, and, and the history of colorism within the Black community, particularly women. Um, but I'm a strong believer that do I feel like any negativity uh, is warranted? No, you know, especially with this situation. I don't think she asked for the baby to um, treat her this way. But I think that we all have to be conscious of the energy that we create and we put out. And we have to be prepared that when that energy comes back to us in the way that we put it out, it, it we have to be receptive that we kind of created that. Right. And, and I, I wanted to bring this up too. the line. The lines exactly to that. We're causing a lot of the problems is um, from the yellow bone song is that's what he wants. That's what he likes. And another fact here, Danny Lay is of Dominican ethnicity, right? right? So, you know, the black woman ain't, I, I mean, I, I'm talking to one, so I, you know, and I'm the baby of sisters, right? So, you know, y- y'all been standing up tall these last few years, like, yo, we, we're done with it. Like, we we tired of saving the world. We're not just going to take what you say and think it's okay. So, right. I think that she lost a lot of support, too. A lot of people couldn't wait for her to, to fall on her face because of something like that, you know, and it as sad as it is, um, I hate to say she asked for it, but I think that's one of this is a lesson right here of like watching how you separate yourself when you just because you think you're in a good position at the time, because at any given moment it could go haywire. And now those very people you talking to trying to get support back in your life. Right. Right. You know? Right. You know, I think um, and I and I, I don't want to I don't want to generalize a whole culture, but I do know a lot. I have living in we live in South Florida, so. You know, there are a lot of Dominicans there, and a lot of Dominicans look darker than both of us. Right. right? Um, and so th- I can understand her feeling like she's a part of the culture because of, you know, she's immersed in it. But at the same time, if you want to be a part of the, the culture, you need to understand the history and the nuances and the taboo, you know, topics that are a part of our culture. And colorism is huge. And so, you know, just being aware of that as a woman of color, because she still is a woman of color. Very much um, so. um, Just understanding that, but also being responsible for, you know, your behaviors, your song choices. You know, again, that's the energy that you create in the universe. And if it's a negative energy, it has its way of coming back around. So you may not like the way that it comes. You have no control over the way it comes to you, but you have to be prepared and be open today. It's going to come back. Right. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack there, man. And like I said, I, I appreciate you every time that you come and sit with me, because like I said, again, one of the biggest things with me is I, I just want to learn something. And I hope that people listening can learn from these situations because these people famous or not, they are still people. They are still living a real life. Right. It just so happens that more often than not, they live it in front of us because everybody's on a camera and it's gotten to the point too, where we aren't just happy as a society no more with just let me hear the music. Now I want to be in your life all day, right? I don't want to know all this about my celebrity. I, 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 you I like me. I don't. As much as people want to get in her business, 
I appreciate that she allows us to only see her as a celebrity, Boom. right? Right. Because they change your view of, you know, the next song that they put out. You know, you you feel like you're involved in the in the song selection, what what single they should put, because you're so immersed in their private lives. Right. So, you know, I just I just would hope that, you know, other celebrities will take heed and see like some social media can be a curse. Yeah. Speaking of Jay and Beyonce, right? It, it's 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 I don't I, I want to the word crazy is coming to mind, but it's not crazy. I'm and I mean crazy when I say crazy. I'm actually saying it in a good way. Like, remember when the elevator incident happened? They didn't say anything, not even Solange. Right. No, no matter. We had all these rumors about how the footage got out. Somebody got a check that from TMZ because they recorded it with their phone, this, that and the other. They didn't say anything. They, they just sold you some music. And to this day, they only addressed it as a unit when they felt like it. And that's the way that they've always moved. And, and, and I, you know, I'm like you, I applaud them. Cause I don't, I do not want to be, you know, like I didn't need that from Danny Lay and, and the baby. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? And I wish them the best. Cause I don't want to wish anything on anybody. And I tell people all day, these are still real people with real lives that have real things going on. It's just that they're in a bigger situation as per what, you know, with the fame and everywhere they go with somebody tugging, somebody wants something, but they people, man, and I just I just wish them both the best, man. Because like I said, I'm I'm with anybody doing something positive, and I look at them both like like you said, there's some maturing that needs to happen there. But I do definitely want them both to, you know, whether they wind up together or not, to just be the best parents that they can be to that kid. Right, right, right. I don't know if together, from what I've seen, is the best option for for them, but. You know, anything is possible, but I just feel like a lot of growing up and a lot of therapy is going to have to take place before that, that can be a positive situation. Right. And what's crazy is we talk that like people talk. They're not even 30. Like, I don't even I think she's like 25 tops. You know what I'm saying? So they still got a lot. Yeah, they got a lot more living to do. You know, this is probably the most um intense situation as a young woman that she's probably ever dealt with in her life. Right. You know, I, I had my, my son when I was in my 30s. I couldn't imagine having had him in my 20s. Right. Right. So, you know, she is there's a lot of things that have to happen for her as a woman before she can appreciate the lessons that, you know, need to be learned in this situation. Boom. Um, I can end it with that, man. I, I appreciate you. Um, where can they find you at on social media? I am at Calyx, C A L Y X Psychological on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Cool. Internet, All right, you'll you'll come back on here and, and talk me through some of my issues. Anytime, anytime. But you, you said that real fast, like you think I have a lot of issues. Like you could just you could have paused a minute and been like, you know what? I don't I don't think you have a lot of issues. You just I'm came right gonna, in. I'm not gonna put out there some of the other request. I'm just Miss <laughs> <laughs> Audrey Townsend, I I appreciate it, man, and and I I do want to have you back like periodically because like like I said, I think to and. Can I, before I let you go, I, I wanted to ask, this is a question I, I really wanted to ask, and I'm, I'm glad I got you here, and I don't know how these things come to mind. Therapy, as a therapist, right, and you may say that I'm thinking about this wrong, a lot of entertainers and stars, you know, since we've been on this, black people and brown people really need to, you know, look at therapy. Is therapy meant to be something that you do forever, though? That's because that's my, my my like my question it with it is at some point, aren't you supposed to be working working yourself to where you're not you know what I'm saying not that it's not there in case of emergency, but when I hear people tell me that always going like at some point shouldn't we be working ourselves 
Well, it, it depends on what the issue is, right? So, okay. you know, I, I personally, and I tell my, my client, my new clients when they first see me, like, I don't want to see you forever. Like, you're going to get sick of me. I don't want to see you forever. I want you to have the tools so that you know you can do it on your own and you don't need me. Um, so there, I mean, it really depends on the situation. Some people may come to you because an event happened and they need to process, you know, getting through that situation or that event. Um, but there are some people who, you know, just they need talk therapy, meaning that they use therapy just to kind of make sure that they are doing the, they're keeping their coping skills if they're using the right tools. Um, and it's kind of up to them when they want to stop. Um, I, I've had clients with me for like six six years. My entire, I, I still see one of my clients that I started when I opened the practice. Um, and that's because things come up in their lives that they just kind of really want to have that tool in their tool belt that I can still go to therapy if I need to. Um, so it really depends. Is it something that you have to do forever? Not necessarily. And, and I said that even about medication, some, some medications that you don't necessarily need to take them forever. Sometimes it's just to kind of get you through that period where therapy can be more effective. And then you can talk to your provider and take yourself down. Um, but again, it really depends on the situation, depends on the individual as to how long therapy is going to take. Okay. I can take that. You know, I, I look, man, I'm going to ask these questions, whether it be the answer I thought I was going to hear to agree with me or not. For a long period of time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Audrey Townsville, again, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for, for rocking with me here at Hip Hop Study Hall, uh, the podcast. And uh, um, uh, thank you for keeping your line open for me because I, I probably do do need to. Always. Early <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I will talk to you soon. Thank you so All much. Right. As I spin things around and, and keep this uh, hip hop study hall podcast going, I told you there was a couple of things going on here today. Uh, got my man Trey Two Three in the building, incredible um, artist, and he's here. Dude, where are you at right now? I'm in the studio, man. It's, it's not a lot of times I'm not in here. Man. Oh, okay, but I mean, you're out in LA, or where you at? Yeah, yeah, I'm in LA. Okay, that, and that is, I, I'm seeing Crenshaw in the bio. So, are you, you born yeah. and raised LA cat? Born and raised in the Crenshaw district, man. That's all I know. Okay. Sure. Well, well, let's start there, man. Let, let's let's start right there because I'm an East Coast dude, bro. I see all types <laughs> of things on TV. Is the West yeah. Coast exactly what it's portrayed as? Um, from the stories we got all the way from the late great Easy E and Dre and them, all the way up through Nipsey and his reign, and just all the music that we're getting from LA now. Is LA really what it's portrayed in music, or is it a, is a little bit different? Nah, it's it's really like that, but it's so much more to it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a side that nobody knows about for real. Nobody's talking about. You know, and that's why I try to bring my side of LA to to the fans, to the people. You know, it's it's such a fly place. You know, as much as the bads you hear, the gangbang, and it, you know, et cetera, Like you said, everything that people be naming. Um, it's such a good it's such a good place. You know what I'm saying? It's it's good inside of the hood, inside of the ghetto. You know, it's a lot of love inside of the ghetto. So, um, you know, I try to bring that in and put that in my music. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about your situation and, and how you got to Incredible, because it's actually one of those stories that people go all the time. Okay. Like, there's no way how it happened. And I want to tell it. I want you to tell it, man. How, how did you get to where you rocking with Nick Cannon and this whole incredible situation that you guys got going on right now? Um, I had actually been working uh, at a shoe store, you know, a few years back. And um, some people came in looking for shoes, just talking about, you know, I'm, I'm selling Jordans, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And 
uh, we just started talking about sports, you know, and, and they asked me, like, what I love to do, what my passion is. I said, you know, sports is cool, but I really love to make music. You know what I'm saying? So from then on, I had sent them some uh, unreleased music. Uh, I'm like, I went right on my break. You know what I'm saying? I took my break. I sent it to them. Uh, and then they was rocking with, like, everything that they heard. So we was working for, like, three months. And I didn't even know that Nick owned part of the studio. Oh, uh, wow. owned part of the studio. So it, he was out at country, I think, um, making a movie or something. And then he came back. When he came back uh, three months after, like, I had met him. Uh, I was in the booth recording some music and, you know, I just came out of the booth and we just started talking and then, uh, you know, he reached out to the people I was working with. They said that Nick wanted to work with me, you know what I'm saying? Ever since it was just, it's history, you know what I mean? We've just been going hard ever since. Right. So it's kind of crazy. It's just like organic, you know what I'm saying? That, that's dope too. And how how is it like working with, you know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. I know, I, like we all know Nick's history, right? It's it's been like one of them dudes who has put in a lot of work in this game. So that gives you a lot of insight on how the game is. How right, how right. is it? How is it that that part to have like I guess a big brother slash mentor that can really yeah. kind of give you the game as you as you're coming up in this game. Yeah, it's a blessing, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he he's a he's a legend. You know, he's a man of multiple things. So. Um, you know, it's just a lot of game, you know, even, even outside of the music, he just games me up as like a big brother. Um, and just, you know, tells me a lot of things about life, like staying true to myself. He just keeps me grounded in this game, you know, to where this game can be real flimsy. He's just that big brother that's going to keep me grounded throughout this whole thing, you know? So it's just a blessing to have somebody on your team like that and they got your back. Right. We talk, we talking about a, a, a project in the works too, if I'm not mistaken, right? We got a project that's on the way. Yeah, project on the way. We aiming for uh, top of next year, but uh, you know I'm in the studio. I'm constantly working. We just trying to make it right. You know, I'm trying to get it right. So, right. For top of next year, we aiming for. Are you working on? Are you? But are you working on just like your project as well as like? Is there an incredible compilation coming out as well that you're a part of? Yeah, uh, we had just came out with the incredible compilation. Um, I think it's the it's like one of the first NFT projects. You know what I'm saying? Got gotcha. you. So, uh, yeah, we just dropped that. I got uh, a song on there called um, "Good Girl in a Bad City," so that's that's pretty much talking about LA too. A girl that's you know dealing with all this drama that comes with LA, come with the streets, come with Crenshaw District, right? And she just get out and do better for herself, like a lot of people want to do. You know, they come from my area, so right. How much did how much did uh, Nipsey mean to to what you feel about the culture of LA? You know, because. Yeah. Nipsey was, I mean, L.A., you know what I'm saying? Especially, and like I said, I'm on the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've heard of a lot of his yeah. music and that sort of thing, and just what he meant to L.A., and, and you born and raised there and growing up, like, what did him, like, even, even like I'm saying, just the history out there, dudes like him okay. and the Dr. Dre's and the Snoop's and the dudes that paved the way before you, what does what that mean to you when it comes to influencing you and when you go on to make music? Yeah, um, Nip meant so much to me just coming from the Crenshaw District, bro. I mean, he meant, like, even just beyond music. You know, I never heard anybody talk about um, building businesses or, or, I mean, coming from where I come from, you just don't see people, like, becoming something great like that in a different way of music and just having uh, your brand big, you know what I mean? Talking about mailbox money, talking about... Uh, ownership and things like that it, it, just, it, it brought so much to me to 
to think about, like, you know, especially in the, when you're in the streets, you just going day by day, you know, you just acting a fool, acting reckless, doing this, doing that. But it's like you finally have like a hero to look up to and he's paving the way and showing you like not only am I telling you this, but I'm doing it and it's working for me. So it's like, you know, that was just so big for me. Um, it just, it made me focus up. And it's a lot of ways that I could have went, you know, around that time, 16, like 17, whatever, you know. I feel like if I didn't have that type of influence, I could have been doing something crazy, you know what I mean? So it was like he really uh, kept me grounded. I was like one of my biggest inspirations to even start making music, right. you know what I mean? So, and he came with such a different... Um, a different sound, you know, it's not a typical LA sound, you know, it's, it, it just showed me too to do something different. Like even though I'm from LA, I don't got to sound like every other LA artist, you know what I'm saying? I could be myself and, and really bring something new to LA, which is what he did. You know what I mean? Right. Like nobody, nobody from LA, I think was talking about businesses and ownership and stuff like that in their music. I just never seen that before. So, you right. know, it was, it was used to me. Yeah, I think that's dope. Um, can let me let me ask you this because because you know, like I said, again, outside looking in, and now it seems to be spreading around the culture around the country, right? The, the gang right. cult, the gang culture, right? And one of the things that I saw, even speaking back on the Nipsey thing, was like him and uh, YG making records together, right? You know, I, and we know Snoop makes records with everybody. You know, and I saw right. somebody say a, a, a while back talking about Bloods and Crips never made made, made this together, and I was like wasn't Suge pushing blood and Snoop pushing Crip and they sold more records than almost anybody. So when I'm talking about making music and stuff like that, has it become yeah. more of a, yo, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's do this positive type thing. Is that, is that kind of like a feeling out there in, on the West coast? Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it just, you know, it just depends, you know, so I'm not going to lie. Sometimes right. for some people, you know, they still pushing that line. It's just like, you know, just, just, uh, keeping that wall up, you know what right. I'm saying? But at the same time, it's a lot of people, when you get in this gang, I mean, you're going to run into everybody. Like, you're going to run into everybody in different studios, and this and this and that. It's like, you, at some point, you're going to have to just, like, we all got to get along to a certain extent, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely love, too, when it when it does it. I mean, I think we should all be unifying for real, for real. You know, so it's it's a beautiful thing to see when people do um, connect and do come come together and do some do some dope things for the city. Right, the single you got out right now. Again, what's the title of it? Uh, worth it. Worth, worth it. it right. Yeah. You were about to tell me featuring who? Uh, featuring DDG. Featuring okay. DDG. Now, where I want to go to with that is, you got that single out. You're working on some things. Is there anybody that you want to work with that you that you looking forward to try to try to get in that studio with and be like let's let's bang let's bang some joints out? Uh, party next door. Oh, yeah, party next door for sure. That's that's like my favorite artist, honestly. Um, I think we'll make some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think that'd be dope. You know what's crazy is is as dope as we all know that he is too. Like you're the first artist I've ever interviewed that has said like you know what I'm saying because everybody throws these big names out there, and not that his right, name right. ain't big, but like you said, if you know right. you know his work, you know the dude is dope, man. So shouts out to Party Next yeah. Door. Anybody else that that you like to work with? Um, definitely Wizkid. Wizkid is one of my favorite artists. Me being Nigerian. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know that's that's one of my favorite artists. Um, you know uh, Dave East. That's my favorite rapper. You know, so I just, yeah, I like to work with people that 
really like influenced me. You know what I'm saying? And your influence and is coming from all over, dude. You gave me Party Next yeah. Door. You gave yeah. me Dave East. <laughs> Yo, yeah, so you kind of, you kind of like, you kind of all, all in the culture. Yeah, we're gonna keep it versatile, man. We're gonna keep it versatile. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, uh, give me something, man. Give me something. If 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 I'm a if I'm a young kid right now and I'm I'm watching Trey Two Three right uh, now and I'm like, if I wanted that, you know, to hear that piece of inspiration. That thing that keeps you going every day, what would it be? Man, I would just say, you know, believe in yourself. Go for it. Anything that you're doubting, don't doubt it. Get it out your mind. Just go for it. Go 100%. Uh, shoot. You know, it's going to be ups and downs, but you got to, if you push through the downs, you're going to be up forever. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. So. Bro, you get no better than that. So we got a single yeah. out right now. You Are you on the road um, coming in 2022? 2022, we we aiming for the wild and out tour. Okay. Go you know, so that's um, and it's a whole, it's it's a few other tours that we're trying to figure out right now. So that's the yeah, thing about that's the, that's the thing about rocking with Incredible too, right? There's a few avenues oh, yeah. that you can get into that people be like, wait a minute, we we could be on the road with this wild and out thing, kind of a built-in audience and introduce some cats and yo, yeah. that's a good look, man. Anything else? Anything else that interests you? Other than this music thing, though, like you got some other interests that you look. I mean, I know right now the focus is music as it should be because, like you said, that's your first thing you're rocking with. But down the road, yeah. you see some other things that interest you. Uh, right now I'm just tunnel vision with the music, but I do I do want to get into acting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all my music videos from now on, I try to put acting in just to you know put something out there. So nah, bro, probably be something that I'm into. That's dope, man. The homie Trey Two Three, man. Uh, dude, I'm 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 giving it six months, and I'll be you. You'll be we'll be calling you one of Crenshaw's finest. You are right now, I'm sure, man. Because I appreciate you taking the time to stop right here, man, on this hip hop study hall podcast. Uh, where can they find you at on social media? Uh, y'all can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything. Trey Two Three T R A E T W O T H R E E. Oh, and I figured that out too. That's the area code out there, ain't it, for the phone? Hey, you three two three. That's what it is, man. You see, you see. Uh, <laughs> I'm paying attention, man. My man Trey two three in the building, man. Incredible records. Uh, look out, man. 2022 looking to be a big year, man. I appreciate you stopping through as always, man. And uh, um, bro, much luck, much much love, much success, and let's do it again in like three months to, to check on the progress. All right. Come on, whatever you want to do, let's do it. My man Trey two three, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Why do I always start with um like when I want to close out or something, man? I, I appreciate everybody rocking with us here at this uh hip hop study hall podcast thing, man. It's your man DJ Aiken Tampa's most connected DJ. Shouts out to my family at Radio Influence, also to WHW Group, my boys over at Street Laced, and of course my guy Ben, who uh also keeps everything going. All right, um. I'm gone, man. I'm glad to be back, too, but I am gone for now, all right? And don't forget to hit that like, comment, share button, all that good stuff on our YouTube channel, all right? At Hip Hop Study Hall, all right? On the YouTube. And um, share it and tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. Or also, too, hit me on Twitter or DM me something that you know you know is interesting that's going on. I'm trying to learn something every week, all right? I'm gone. It's Hip Hop Study Hall, the podcast. DJ Eakin, I am out. <laughs>